Last time on the Reroll Podcast. The bar fight is handled swiftly. Oh, these these goblins are fucking sauced. Hey y'all, ready for more King of the Hill? Flint is granted a gift by an otherworldly being. Will you accept the burden of vengeance? Brother, I feel like I accepted that a long time ago, so yeah. The sword has spoken. Your hatred is worthy. An old friend is found in a precarious position. Oh, hey, guys. <laughs> Crunch? Is that you? Groth sure has missed you. <laughs> Buddy, it's been so long. It becomes clear some odd warship has taken place down here. It clearly resembles an eye in some way, but it is not a major religion. As Groth finally begins putting two and two together, I pissed off your friend, and he points to Groth. Did this man have this? No mask, but he has something like that. A breastplate. The party prepares to face a fearsome foe, as Groth fears the worst. Go through there, and that's his chambers. Should we go take a look, then? Let's. And that fear is spot on. A huge Goliath. Groth, you know this man to be Hogoth. And he says, Roth, we need to talk. What has become of this once great general after the fall of his army? And what will become of the party? Let's find out. Welcome back to the Reroll Podcast. Welcome back to the Reroll Podcast. I'm sure you listened to last week's episode. If you did not, please, for the love of God, go listen to it. Um, We are going to skip our opening banter and icebreaker in favor of another glimpse, a glimpse into the past of Groth. Nestled within the Crabnock Mountains in the Valley of Storms, a small town called Orgrotz touches the edge of where summer reaches, just below where the mountains break into eternal winter. Or at least, it used to. A much younger, non-masked Groth is seen studying a small book on a hillside, a book with the Goliath crest of knowledge stamped onto its thick hide cover. A red-haired Goliath with an immaculate but burned and scarred beard approaches him, one who towers far over even Groth's unusually tall stature. With cropped hair, and a full set of pitted copper armor which has clearly seen its day in battle. His left eye is missing, along with a significant portion of that side of his upper cheek and lower forehead, as if he was struck by a weapon even a Goliath couldn't wield. Little dragon bite. It's a bit cold out here to be dressed like that, isn't it? Indeed. Summer's barely made it here this year, but what little sun there is to be had, I'll have it. Still obsessing over that dusty old tome, are you? You know, if your old man'll lay a whole oxen herd when he finds out you took it off his shelf. Yeah, I know, but Hogarth, most of us don't live this low. And if these summers keep moving down the hill, our town won't have nothing to farm. Life's about to get a lot harder up here. I think the answer to the survival of our race is in this book. If we have to keep hunting more each year to fill the larders, We'll need an edge that we both know the Goliaths are too proud. Shh, he places a finger on Groth's lips. 
Come now, Hogarth. Now's not the time for- I said shut the fuck up. Something's coming. A Goliath man who looks like Groth, but who dwarfs both of them, crests the hill. Groth, I knew I couldn't fucking trust you to leave well enough alone. The book is swatted from his hand and lands in the mud nearby. Hogoth steps between the two, a quiet and calm but threatening look on his face. And to everyone's surprise, the towering man backs off a single step. He huffs and says, Groth, I don't expect you to understand, but there's a reason we haven't opened that book since your great, great. And Groth is already on his feet at a dead sprint. He picks up the book and runs up the hill toward the glacial snow line. This is the last time he'll ever see his father. A year later, nearly to the day, a very changed Groth, eyes aglow with the blue light and hair much longer than before, returns to this small village. He sees one familiar face after another turn away and refuse to acknowledge his presence. He's almost surprised when the distinctive sound of Hogoth's metal armor clanging at a full sprint precedes a very aggressive bear hug from behind. Dragonbite! What the fuck happened to you out there? Hogoth. Is my family... They're fine. But... Maybe we better go. I don't think anyone here wants to know what you fa- Holy shit, Dragonbite, what's going on with those eyes? Long story. You may be right. We should go. That night, Groth and Hogoth are sitting around a campfire on a small trail. Groth begins to read silently from this tome and the blue light slithers out of his eyes along a snake-like trail to the fire, which takes the blue glow and burns hotter than any fire Hogoth has ever seen. Let me see your chest piece, Hogoth. A shirtless Hogoth watches intently until his eyes fall shut as Groth works the metal throughout the night with a stone he's just picked up from the side of the trail, infusing this blue glow from the fire into the metal itself. When Hogoth awakes, his gyrus has changed, it's still glowing faintly with the blue tinge it took on, and when he puts it on, he realizes he's never felt stronger. I feel... good. I feel... strong. Stronger than I ever have. What is this power, Gruff? And how did you get it? I met a... a new friend when I finally found the spot mentioned in the Tome of Knowledge. It was a stone well as old as time, and an ancient and immensely powerful dragon spirit was trapped inside. He said a necromancer, Kraz Gaul, had felled his body and sealed him inside millennia ago. He was slowly siphoning his power and using it to keep himself alive. I think... I think I have a god living inside my head now. This is the edge we need to survive the coming winter. The long winter. This is how the Goliaths join the powers that turn the world. A god in your head, huh? Sounds like you will give you that. Even so, we'll need to do something with it. More than we two can do alone. We need an army. Any army worth their weight in ox shit would follow you through all the hells, Hogarth. But to have an army, we'll need to feed and house one. Hogoth spends just a few moments thinking. I think I have an idea. They head down the road toward the sunrise, and Hogoth interjects. 
Hey, Dragon Bite. Do you think... You think you could make me a half mask? No one will want to follow this ugly mug anywhere. Croth looks somewhat dismissively at that comment. I would. Anywhere. Always. <laughs> That's why you'll be my little dragon bite until I do march on the hells. Some years later, as a mounted scout crumbles to ash in front of Groth, at the gates of a great Goliath settlement, in the dead of night, a terrible sound is heard. Like the arrhythmic steps and demonic shrieks of a thousand dead soldiers and dozens of undead bull giants. The screams of Goliath, women, and children pierce the night like the warning bells that had preceded them as the tall stone walls begin to crumble from all directions. A great city falls as fast as this great Goliath army had just done, miles away, where they bravely fought to the bitter end, despite the horrible betrayal that their enchanted armor had inflicted upon them. Goliath's children, no matter how young, are mercilessly torn from this world with the prejudice of an evil the likes of which has never been seen. Or no one chooses to remember. Groth is buried under the rubble of his workshop as the mask he now wears falls to the ground and he's one of the very few spared until the chaos is passed, by sheer dumb luck, if you can call it that. When he wrenches himself free, the few survivors left scattered seem to know this was his fault somehow, but they're too busy agonizing over their losses to be mad at him. He tries to help them, but they brush him off, their eyes as vacant as the shreds of hope this settlement had brought them now lie. They should hate him, but they can't feel anything. Sort of like Groth. As the coldest winter yet begins to settle in, he leaves the best, well, now the worst place that's ever happened to him. His whole being as numb as his fingertips, his sole belonging being a metal mask on a string around his neck with a Goliath battle prayer etched onto it and wanders purposelessly into the woods to either find his penance or to die trying. Good job, Groth. That was absolutely amazing. Excellent work. Thank you. Good work for you, too. The ending. Oh, God. Mm -hmm. I'm all sad. I don't know, I know if I want to play now. <laughs> 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 you know what? Fuck but, it. Let's call it. Let's call it. Now we'll suck <laughs> it up, bitch. You got a party to all right, kill. I'll see you guys at episode 27 of the <laughs> Podcast. That was fun. Thanks for, uh, thanks for doing that with me, Tanner. <laughs> Thank you. But we have bigger things to attend to because now we are back in the present. A Groth wearing this half mask intended for the person entirely opposite uh, of him is staring at this beautiful chest piece he once smithed for someone so close to him but it's twisted and fused into his skin, not unlike the mask is to Groth's. And Hogoth says, Groth, we need to talk. Well, fucking say, what happened to you?
You, <laughs> I think you know. You know, Groth, there was a time where I swore if I ever saw you again, I would kill you. I seethed in rage and betrayal and begged for your blood from any god who would listen. But I simply did not understand you like I do now. You were blessed, touched by a power neither of us could possibly comprehend. So you interpreted it the only way you knew how. The Forge. But Groth, it was so much more than that. You were the catalyst for a god. THE god. Please, Groth. Leave these outsiders and join me. We have so much work to do. Indeed. What, uh, what will happen to my new friends if I walk away? They can choose to live out their miserable lives until our goal is complete. We can usher in an age of peace, serenity, and supremacy like we planned, all under the power of Zaroks. And who's left to live it? <laughs> that's, that's the glory, Groth. We all are. Because Zarox can cheat death. And he, like, raises his hands, and these three zombie goblins sort of shamble around the corner. Um, in fact, there is a new map on Roll20 for you guys. And these... Zombies following his whim just walk around into plain sight of you and he says Look at the gift that I can give Groth. Nobody has to die ever again Well briefly albeit but I'm I this place and he turns and you see this colossal door, uh, very similar to the one that housed the sword that Flint is now in possession of. And he says, this place is old, ancient, and it's from the people that locked Zorox away. And they locked him away because they were scared of his power and his gifts. But I'm not scared, Gruff. And you shouldn't be either. I know, I know he left, left you in his time of need, but he needed more than being channeled into metal and arms, as, as wonderful as that was for us, he needed more. And the campaigns we launched gave him power. The bloodletting of the battlefield gave him strength. Don't you see it, Groth? Don't you see what we can do? I see what we could have done. What kind of life is this? <laughs> a life. That's what it is. A life together. 
like it used to be. I'm going to yell at this goblin in front. What's your name? These wretched creatures don't speak. My gifts are unrefined at best. But I've seen what they can be. I've seen the complexities of the Death Defier. I've seen it in my dreams every night as I have seen you. This isn't right, Orgoth. I would never have believed that Zarox would want this for anyone, much less for everyone. I'm afraid, Groth. I'm afraid that you didn't know the true Zarox. He left you because you were tainted. He wasn't the only one in that well. A long time ago, you told me there was a god living in your head, and that was true. But it wasn't just one. What do you mean by that? Whatever possessed you in Zarox, it, it was, it held him back. He couldn't achieve his potential. There was only the power that you could channel through the forge, but he was weak. He was a shell of what he once was. But he no longer is. It seems the world may have done more to him than take its power. Those are rocks I read about. There's nothing like this. And he would never let himself be. Do not be so blind, Groth. Zarok sees more than we could ever hope to understand, and that's why I'm here, and that's why I must get this door open. I must learn. Help me. Groth, uh, dematerializes his weapons and takes one step forward. says, Hogoth, how did you survive? He looks up at you and he says, I didn't. And you see this paleness to his eyes that you have never seen before. Groth turns to his party. Such a world, guys. It's been nice knowing you. And he's going to charge this goblin in front. <laughs> okay. Flint, seeing that, is going to, yeah, draw his own to say, I'm failing to understand the politics of the situation, but I can understand that. <laughs> and both draws weapons. Yeah, Star says, um... Well, I suppose if you're going in, then the rest of us are pretty well fucked, so let's get this shit over with. And she draws her bow and trains it on the uh, the main guy. When Groth says it's nice knowing you, Shadow kind of reaches for him like she's 
wanting to stop him, and then seeing him actually go to attack, she gets ready. In fact, Groth would actually take just a moment before he charged as he's taking a sec to rematerialize his weapons. He would reach out and touch your finger and you would become invisible. And I, I think at that moment, suddenly, Hogoth understands. No, 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 no! You're supposed to join me, Groth. It's me, it's us. You would choose these outsiders over me. No, no, Groth, there is no room for people like them. And he looks directly at Bo. It would have been Hogoth, but this isn't you. Bo is going to move up and put a hand on Groth and put another hand out and cast Channel Divinity and uh, turn undead. Okay, let's roll some initiative. Uh, Shadow, initiative. 14. Uh, Starlet. 21. Flint. Nice. Nine. Bo. Um, oh, a natural one. What about that? Uh, it, it says actually, <laughs> it's, it's zero, actually zero on my... <laughs> I know, but I, you know. Not a dex character, huh? <laughs> All right, and man of the hour, Groth. 14. Groth, you have the same fucking bonus. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't throwing shade. I was just... <laughs> I know the I know the feeling. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so first things first, what uh what's what's the DC for the um turn undead? Oh, just yeah, uh sorry. Where's anything? Thirteen. Okay. Okay. All right, so immediately this sort of radiant flash of light kind of initiates this combat as two of the goblin zombies start to just be overwhelmed with fear and start to uh, sort of turn and run. But Starlet, it is your turn. Star is going to... um... I think, hang on, let me zoom in really quick. Star is just gonna sort of like stay where she's at, but she's gonna take aim directly at, um, remind me of this guy's name really quick. Hogoth. Hogoth, okay. Star is gonna take aim at Hogoth and she'll say, where the fuck have you been for the last few years if you wanted him to be on your side so badly? He's our friend now. He's part of our group, so fuck off. And um, she will go ahead and let an arrow fly. Probably gonna miss, because that's a nice solid eight there. It so flies, just... go ahead. Uh, uh, you, you do yours first and then I'll say that. Uh, it flies to his left and it's a good like foot away and he doesn't even flinch and he just shakes his head. I, I I meant to do that. Fuck you, still. <laughs> All right. Uh, Groth, it is your turn. I think you and Shadow got the n same, and I bet you Shadow's dex is higher, but you're on top on my initiative sheet, so you're going first. Okay. 
Kroth is going to go about this halfway smart. He's going to go up and try to pummel the little guys first. Okay. And I will be using my two-handed fighting. Uh, 17 with my cleaver. It's definitely a hit. And an 8 with my hammer. Uh, also a hit, actually, believe it Ooh. or not. Okay. The shambling undead goblins might be a little bit easier to hit. Yeah, they're they're definitely not as dexterous. They're just kind of... Okay, so he's going to take uh, 10 damage total. Okay, so you... Oof. So, uh... Okay. So, yeah, you go and hit him with the hammer and just crack his skull and just like before you're certain it's a fatal blow however he is still up and moving shadow it is your turn um are there pillars in this room like those rocks are they high yes they're not pillars. They are pillars, rather, but they connect to the ceiling and floor. Oh, they're like... So there's not, like, a place I could stand on top of it? Uh, no. Um, does the... Is there a place that's higher up that someone could theoretically perch on? Um, sure. I'll say this rock enclosure sort of by the door there is a bit elevated. It's probably technically difficult terrain standing on it, but I don't think that should affect you at all. Okay. I am going to... you. I'm assuming... like, Is it like 15 feet up, or is it just like 5 feet? Probably like 10 feet. Alright, well, go for it. I'm going to use my bonus action to um, be enveloped in shadows, although I guess I'm invisible, so no one sees this, and then reappear um, on top of that. Okay. Um, and then I'm going to cast. I'm going to twin my spell using two sorcery slots. Cool. Sorcery spells. And I'm going to cast um, second level phantasmal force. Um, so I say, kill him, go help. Um, and you'll see, well, I'll say the guy, the main guy, and. Are the undead all holding similar weapons? Uh, yeah, they've got basic melee weapons. Also, okay. while the, if they're turned and they get hurt, they will no longer be turned, but that's totally up to you. I'm not upset about it if you decide to, to hit whoever you want. So this one that's a little farther back but closer to me, I'm going to target him as well. Okay. And um, they see shadows come up out of the ground that form into kill him, and he like kind of envelops them like he's smothering them. Um, and they need to roll, and I'm assuming this would drop my stealth. Oh no, they don't roll anything yet. So that's what what they see. That's what they see. Yeah. Is oh, this wait, the no. beginning? Of they do make an intelligence saving throw. Sorry. Okay. So they don't see it until after that. Ooh, uh, what's your, uh, so Hogoth got an 18, Zombie Goblin got, like, a se uh, 7. Okay, Hogoth saved. Bummer. 
Um, the other one doesn't, close, though. So. Okay. Is it beginning of their turn sort of thing? It's just that's what they... Here, I'll read it to you. So on a field save, you create a phantasmal object creature other, or other visible phenomenon of your choice um, that's no larger than 10 feet um, and is perceivable only to the target. Um, shit, never mind. It doesn't work on either of them. Why? <laughs> it doesn't work on Undead. Oh, no. Uh, oh. So her yeah. turn fails. <laughs> Oof. She just is like, what? <laughs> And it is Hogoth's turn. Damn. Says, Sorry. Pathetic. Do you see these measly tricks they play? You're better than this, Groth. And he is going to. Oh, no, not. <laughs> uh, fuck, I don't know. All right, he's going to turn to Star, since Star had mocked him a bit. And he is going to turn and say. Flee. Roll a wisdom save. No. <laughs> I will fight it with sheer will. <laughs> it's trying to turn the living. Turn the undead and turn the living. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, how, how's a natural 20 hit you? Nice. That hits me. He says, <laughs> I fart in his general direction. <laughs> <laughs> And he is going to move up just right behind this goblin. And he is going to say, Your willpower is stronger than I imagined. This... (laughs) You will be a fine addition once I drain the life from your body. Star... Okay, two things. Star wants to, like, when he does that, she's going to, like, fake turn around and then be like, God... Psych, and then do the fart in his general direction thing, and then after he says that, uh, she's like, at least take me out to dinner first. (laughs) Humor. Pathetic. (laughs) Flint, it's your turn. Um, yeah, just seeing the way this dude, like, definitely looks down at everybody, uh, Flint drawing his weapons and charging and says, well, prepare for some further disappointment! (laughs) And, uh, I'm gonna sprint, I'm gonna use a spirited die... Actually, no, I'm not. I'm just going to run and get right in behind him. I think I can do that in my movement. Did you just make everything dim light? Or did I move into dim light? Uh, You probably moved into dim light. Weird. whole map just changed. Oh, there's something there. That's weird. I added some light. Okay, and then I'm going to use action surge to attack him three times. Okay. Okay, first roll. Uh, 21. Why isn't that showing? Oh, it's because I have this thing hidden. Uh, that is a hit, for sure. Okay. Second roll, 19. Hit. And third roll is a 7. Miss. Okay. Um, Okay, so attack with first two, 1d6 plus 3. That's going to be... Why is this doing this? Uh, 6. I know it does. that's not what the readout is, but there's no plus 1 on this, so... Okay. And then uh, 5, so total of 11 damage. Okay. And you hit him with this sort of flurry of short swords, and the last one that missed, he sort of catches it with his uh, glaive, and he... uh, You see his eyes glow like this blue light for a brief second, and he says, Look at this weakness, Groth. It lies in his character. He was a slaver. Did you know that? 
He's pathetic. That coin it makes sense. Uh, Okay, the one zombie goblin that is not turned is going to try to attack you, Groth. Miss with a two. The other ones are going to run away. Now, you can, if you'd like, take an attack of opportunity on one of them, Flint. Up to you. It will Uh, end their turn undead if you hit. Negative. I will not. Okay. So just to clarify, these spirity die. I think I asked you that before. They don't take like a reaction or anything like that, right? No, it's it's a free. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right, Bo. It's your turn. Okay, Bo's gonna move up right, kind of behind Groth, and cast. Um. Wait, where is it? Sorry. Uh. Oh no, I lost it. I'm sorry. Oh, um, protection from evil and good. So, basically undead have disadvantage against him. Okay. Great. Anything else? I can't do anything else, so that's it. Okay. Star, it's your turn. Star is going to cast um, Mind Sliver as a cantrip. Let me just make sure this works on undead as well. (laughs) Okay, I don't it doesn't say anything about whether or not it does, so I'm gonna go with it probably does. Um, let's see. I don't know if you, okay. You do get to make an intelligence save on this. Okay, he failed. Okay. I said I was attacking this goblin, right? Oh, I'm sorry, I thought you were attacking. Well, either way, they failed. Okay. Well, shit. Maybe I shouldn't have. Okay, anyways. Too late now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay, so uh, I'm gonna do this uh, mind sliver thing. And your goblin there is gonna take uh, four psychic damage. And Star is gonna say, Are you much better than a slaver? Look what you've done to these creatures. These creatures that you slaughter indiscriminately are going to... The hypocrisy, Gruff. These people. At least the slaves are a bit of a challenge. (laughs) Uh, Okay, Gruff, it is your turn. Oh, and I'm sorry, this goblin is dead. He sort of, like grabs his mind, doesn't really scream, but you can he grabs the top of his forehead and blood just starts funneling out of his nose as he falls to his knees and then on the ground. Also, really quick, what you guys see is a sort of like a blue um, sort of like, it looks like an ice shard with like uh, mist coming off the back of it that just like goes sort of right through his head at like a diagonal and comes out of maybe his cheek. Um, and, I don't know, there's no blood that comes out of that part, but, like, you that's what you guys see. Nice. You want to talk about hypocrisy, Hogarth? Look at this mask. I'm going to step right up to him. 
Give him a little kiss. I would, but the mask is in the way. <laughs> Makes it more erotic, really. <laughs> erotic. Sorry. Erotic. <laughs> Do you see what I made for you? Can you imagine what this would have done for our army? Do you see the battle prayer that I inscribed on it? I don't inscribe shit for anybody. I can barely read. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and swing both my... Am I? No. I'm going to cast Mirror Image. Okay. I do like the idea that this dynamic between these two characters is, like, dominating the energy of the room so hard that, like, when they start talking to each other like that, like, everybody just kind of, like, stops fighting for a second to, like, see what the hell's, like, where it's going. It's gripping. <laughs> yeah. It's riveting. Well, I mean, okay. we're not... They're, the other guys are just off in the fucking corner, so we can we definitely have opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Shadow, it is your turn. Magic Missile. Second level. Okay. 15 damage to Hogoth. 18 damage to Hogoth? 15. Damn. 15. Okay. From four missiles, if the amount of attacks matter. Uh, it does not okay. at this point. So as you pelt him with these magic missiles, he says, Now there is your true blind spot, Gruff, a child that you bring into war. Furthermore, she is a weapon of the enemy. You play the game of gods and you don't even realize it. Maybe you're an enemy. <laughs> it is his turn. And uh, you just did mirror image over him? Indeed. Or uh, next one, rather. Okay. These tricks they will not save you, Gruff. And he swings his glaive. Ooh, that might be a miss, actually. Twelve? Ooh, thanks for the bracers. <laughs> nice. Perfect. 22 for his second attack. Uh, thanks for the brace. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, do you want to roll before I divvy out all this damage? You want to see if it hits a mirror image? I'll actually have to check the spell. That's close. Ooh, just barely hits. Okay. A mirror image. Good. I mean, sorry. Hits oh, a mirror okay. image? Okay. <laughs> yeah, great. just barely hits a mirror. <laughs> Third attack. And these are at disadvantage, right? Oh, a lot. Disadvantage? Why? But didn't she cast... Or what did Bo cast uh, protection, protection from evil on? Is oh, that yeah. that's right. Yeah. So disadvantage. You. Probably should re-roll the other one, but too late. 13? Is that a hit? Nope. Okay. And you just see him swinging wildly, and he's like, <sighs> and he looks up at Bo, and he says, Matricide. You fool, Groth. You trust this false prophet? He cannot even trust himself. These tricks may not save me, but they're wasting a little of your time. All right, Flint. And I can waste even more. And uh, 
I'm gonna just yeah keep hacking away. And um, so one of the things with this uh, new sword that I have. Oh wait, never mind. I can ask you about it later. Um, okay. But yeah, I'm just gonna hit him twice, or try to hit him twice. I'm not gonna hit him once. I'm yeah, maybe twice. Ten and seventeen, or sorry, eleven and seventeen. Both misses. On a and seventeen. The seventeen comes across and scrapes across that magical armor that he has, and it just whew, almost like throws your shoulder out of place, rebuking the attack. All right. Sorry, everybody. I Sorry. I don't, th- <laughs> it was I don't think you guys <laughs> realized how much trouble you're in. <laughs> Bo, it is your turn. Uh, Bo's just going to say, you just worry about yourself. And um, like with one hand out, having being concentrated on protection of evil and good, there's like a kind of like a white, like gentle flickering kind of aura, like in his left hand, left palm, that's surrounding Groth as well. And then also taking my other hand, doing another, like, even brighter, whiter kind of, uh, like, ethereal flame and cast Guiding Bolt on him. Okay. Seven. <laughs> that is a miss. Damn. And, yeah, I, I like to think, actually, that the Guiding Bolt comes out and he just, like, it moves his shoulder just to the right and it flies further in the cavern and just explodes on a rock. Star, it is your turn. Um, I think, I think Star's feeling a little hurt that, um, that he didn't laugh at any of her jokes. She's gonna go ahead and cast Hideous Laughter on him. Okay. So you do get a wisdom saving (laughs) throw there. Make up for it, for the laughter that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. What's the DC? It's a 10. Okay. You got a flaccid 20. Well... That no, tell him to reroll. <laughs> All right, well, she's gonna fart again. She had a lot of cheese. Okay. <laughs> that undead lost his funny bone when he died. Yeah. Star's like Star leans over to bone. She or like she over to bone. She's like tough crowd. <laughs> Gruff, it is your turn again. Now Gruff is gonna swing. His hammer followed by his cleaver. Oh, nope. And. Ah, blasted 20. There we go. With the cleaver. That is a hit. Uh, He'll take seven damage. Okay. And he says, as you hit him with the, what was it? The cleaver? Yes, sir. Cleaver comes around and just like slashes at his face and he says this is a shame I was warned this would be your destiny Zorox abandoned you because you were weak but you will accept his power either in life or on death I've accepted a new power Hogoth this one betrayed me is it my turn or Shadow's turn? Uh, Shadow's turn. You are after this guy. Oh, weird. Okay. Uh, not much I can do, so magic muscle. Okay. For 13 damage. Okay. And he's just getting, like, peppered by me. <clears throat> you are annoying, child. 
it is his turn, <laughs> and he is going to... He's going to turn to you, Shadow, and say, Approach. Roll a wisdom save. Uh, wisdom save. Ooh, not a good one for me. Let's see. Do I need a state in advance if I want to use a reroll, or can I wait to see what I roll? Uh, you could wait to see. What, you could do it after you roll, but before. Before you tell me? Okay. Yeah. Natural 20. Okay, <laughs> great. Nice. Wah, wah, wah. Okay. And he looks so frustrating. He's like, this is pathetic. This is beneath me. Flint, it is your turn. Shadow is. <laughs> Why would I listen to you? <laughs> We're both literally beneath you and you still can't kill us. <laughs> oh, fuck. God damn it. Okay, Flint, before you turn, we are flanking Hogoth. That still applies to his size, right? Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. I always forget about that. Yeah, yeah me too. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to continue. Actually, I have a question about um, what is it? Uh, I'm not using it right now, obviously, but repost. It says, um, or wait, no, sorry. Uh, it's the disarming attack. It says when you hit with a weapon attack, you can expend one spirit to die to add it, uh, add it to the damage and to disarm the target if it fails. A strength saving throw. Does that extra damage only apply if the disarm works? If they no, the extra damage applies regardless. Okay, cool. I'm gonna probably use that if I hit him then. Um, okay. Okay. Um, twenty one and a six. The twenty one hits. Okay. Well, actually, that other one was in that one, so I don't know. At advantage for an offhand attack, but is that at advantage? Uh, no, it was not. So second attack, eleven, and then twenty-two actually for the advantage on the first one. So whatever, um, and then okay. So first one hits, second one yep. does not. Okay, does cool. Um, and then I'll yeah, I'll do that uh thing to D eight. So strength save. Uh yeah, thirteen. Was that a pass? Uh, no, that is a natural one. Oh, shit. Okay, so he's disarmed now for whatever his primary is, I guess. All right, so you, yeah, you take your short sword, jab it into his hand, and just sort of twist it around, and his glaive goes flying. Nice. So that's, uh, let's see, five, seven, eight. So that's, uh, 16, no, 13, 18 damage. 18 damage, okay. Yeah. Damn. Mitch. Yeah. Nice. And as this happens, you start to hear this rumbling as his blood is hitting the ground. And he says, You do not seem to understand. I serve the Death Defiler. He rebukes the God of Death. And again, he rises as I will and as you will. Everybody give me a wisdom save. Ew. That's an eight. Mm. Natural 20. I'm going nice. to use a re-roll bam, 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 on that one. <laughs> uh, 15 for Shadow. Ooh. Not 20. Okay. Jeez. 19. <laughs> okay. Groth, what'd you get? CX. Okay, so <laughs> this... 
shadowy aspect of a dragon's head arises around him, but all of you pass except for Groth, who is now frightened. Um, so... does protection evil good help against... Oh, I don't turns? know. It might um, give him advantage on the save. Target so. can't be charmed, frightened, or possessed by them. Oh, there you go. Cannot. Like, just cannot. Okay. Clutch, yeah, that's though. a really good spell. And he just says, impossible. <laughs> Hell yeah. Matricide, like I give a shit. All right. Bo, it is your turn. Um, okay. I think frustrated that I, that Bo couldn't get that first guiding bolt. I'm going to do it again. Okay. Bolt a hit. 18. Uh, that is a hit. 11. Radiant. Okay. And then he, there is advantage for the next attack against him. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay, Star, it is your turn. I get advantage? If you, you want to hit him? If you hit him. Well, not if you hit him, I guess regardless, you get advantage. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess, can I ask if that can inflict disadvantage on him instead? Or is it just ha mm. it's just advantage? It's just advantage. Okay, I gotcha. Um, all right. I think Star is going to um, just take aim at this guy again, and she's going to say, I think you have misunderstood us. We fight for good even though sometimes it can be a little cloudy. But whatever you are, whatever you've turned into, you're nothing like Groth. And she's going to shoot um, an arrow at him. Okay, roll to hit. Uh, that's only going to be an 11. With advantage. Oh, uh, With advantage. advantage. Gosh, <laughs> forgot about that one. Okay, that's uh, 16, so. The arrow hits his chest plate and crumples without penetrating it. Hmm. Got right. my point across. <laughs> <laughs> Roth, it is your turn. All right. Um. Eh. Yeah, fuck it. Groth's gonna, Groth's in a boring fight at this moment. He's, uh, he's gonna... Just keep swinging away with his two hand, two weapons. Okay, roll it. Uh, fourteen with his hammer. Miss. Uh, you do have an advantage because of the flanking. Oh, thank you. Ooh, there we go. Uh, twenty-three on both. Unless okay, both hit. 20? No, twenty-three on both. He's gonna take thirteen damage in total. Okay. And Groth is going to say, oh, I don't know what you're trying to do here, Hogoth, but it's not going to work. I have Azroth, the unspeak, on my side. And he turns, looks up at you and says, who? Exactly. Shadow, it is your turn. Uh, so I saw him drop his glaive at his feet that he's been attacking with? Uh, yeah, it's a little further than his feet, but yeah. 
like it's probably since he got a natural one i'll say it's probably like 10 feet away like away in my direction or uh sure well if it's actually closer to me that's interesting would you say a glaive is heavier than 10 pounds most likely okay then that's fine well, um, hold on if it's close, glaive then she probably weight. doesn't know, and I will just do something else. A glaive is just like a big battle gauntlet kind of thing, right? I think it's With like a, a polar. It. It's what I yeah, use in Monster like Hunter. Yeah. 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 So yeah, more than 10 like pounds, a, right? Yeah, yeah I think so. Okay. Yeah. Shadow is going to try to jump down or crawl down. I don't know. Do I need to roll something for that? Uh, Give me a acrobatics see if you fall on your face like in Celasta. that's <laughs> <laughs> uh, fine I just had to use performance enhancing 11 to... that's fine yeah it's okay. not a huge show and she's gonna go grab that glaive so I guess there and or does she need to be on the square I'll go say there she'll pick it up and then she's gonna move back with it and I'll go ahead and do another I'm assuming that's a movement, not an action. Sure. So I'll do another magic missile. Okay. And she's holding the glaive. Nine damage. Okay. It is Hogoth's turn, and he looks up at you, Groth, and he says, So this is the way it must be. You stand in opposition of a perfect realm. A place we waged war to achieve. I will weep over your corpse, but that will not be the end for us. Goodbye, Dragonbite. And he, his chest glows this strange green energy and he disappears. Firebeard. Nobody move. He could be anywhere. Flint, Flint turns and throws his offhand weapon at the wall. <laughs> Star had been getting ready to do something with her dagger. And so as she sees him disappear, she like tosses it into the ground so it sticks. And she's like, God fucking damn it. I didn't even land one hit on that asshole. Personal um, worst for me. You, if you notice, Bo is just kind of a wreck. Like, just seeing, like, just, the, like, I don't know, just having all the undead and, like, seeing someone who's so powerful like that, like, he's, like, literally sweating, like, bullets. Shadow wants to just kind of listen in case he went invisible. And can I do a perception? You could do a perception. Anybody who has any points in Arcana can give me an Arcana check to try and... Uh, I'll give it a shot that. as well, but I would like to mention, just to the party out here, uh, are those guys just still standing in the corner over there? Or, like, are they good? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're fleeing into the wall. Yeah, you know Grand Theft Auto when like yeah, when like NPCs can't like figure out I hope just they, fucking like I hope they look like the um uh like the hookers that walk around. They're just like Yeah. <laughs> they start sashaying around. 
It's hilarious. Like I would like to kill all. I would like to kill all of them and get my money back then, please. And we're just gonna say, for the sake of this, like you guys will just go cut their throats or whatever. We're not gonna worry about dragging okay. fifteen rounds we of combat. Tie them up in groups. bondage and hang them from the ceiling. Oh. Um. <laughs> and you see Groth do something that he's never done before. He drops his weapons on the floor, and just falls to his knees where Hogoth was just standing. Yeah. So after everybody kind of catches their breath for a second, and that happens, uh. Flint is going to ask Rotha, so, who the bloody hell was that? That was, at one time, the greatest leader that the Goliath race had ever seen. Hey, he's a nice guy. He is. Was. <laughs> he would have, uh, he would have led us into a great level of power. Maybe even, maybe even the kind of power that Blackreach has kind of seemed a little intent on leading us into an early grave now. Indeed. I can tell you what happened, but not now. He's just kind of looking at the floor. Uh, I got a natural one on my perception, so okay. um, I think I'm distracted he by what's going on with He your throat from behind. He was invisible. <laughs> Ooh. Um, Ooh, shit. And Shadow's <laughs> going to move up to Groth and just kind of hold the glaive out to him and just kind of says quietly where only whoever's close can hear and says, Groth, everybody leaves. I think Star is just going to, during their little moment there, she just, she puts a knowing hand on his shoulder and she'll just say to him as well and to everyone around, just sometimes family can really be shitty, especially when you're expecting better of them. Gotta love our uh, pep talks for you. <laughs> and that's the end of the reroll podcast. We all quit and become bakers. <laughs> With that, go ahead and take a level up. And you guys have more than earned it. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Have we, though? We didn't even land one fucking hit on that guy. <laughs> oh, no, no, that's you a lie. You did. Uh, no, yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. Thank you for listening to the Reroll Podcast. The world of Rel and all characters within are copyright and fictitious. Any similarities to persons living or dead or actual events are purely coincidental. Want to follow us on social media, listen to another episode, or send us hate mail? Check out our link tree for all our info. You can find that link in the episode description. Big thanks to Tabletop Audio for producing quality RPG music and ambiance that we can use in our games. Please consider donating to our Patreon if you liked our content. We are hellbent on making more, and with your support, we can make a lot more. New episodes every Monday at 12 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. See you then.